Okay, we're picking up at the very, very bottom of the Abizadim al We're asking about the issue of uh, cutting hair, Kohanim cutting hair nowadays. So should it be like a wine? And we said in the end that uh, the last thing we were talking about, again, second second again, that Rebbe is the one that allows Kohanim to drink wine nowadays because he says, like, it's just impossible kind of like to, uh, to, not, uh, to not do so. And all right, Takanato Kilkalato. And uh, that's what Bayi pointed out, that it's only Rebbe who really allows you to do it. The Gemara says, though, um, at the top of Yuzayim Abed, Michlal de Rabbanon Asrei. This implies that Rabbanon, though, prohibit Kohanim to drink uh, wine. Uh, Rashi says at the top, Afilu Shalobizman Bia, even in a time when you can't, they don't come to the Beit HaMikdash to serve. And the Gemara says, my time, and what's the reason? So I think we did this at the end yesterday. My time, and what's the reason that Rabbanon would say, it's prohibited. Right, we're, we're, I won't say we're worried, but like from this perspective, we're worried. Right, we want that to happen, but it would be a concern of that the Beit Hamikdash could be built in a, very quickly, and we need a Kohen who's suitable to serve uh, serve in the Mikdash. They're lucky, and if they're drinking wine and things like that, they're not going to be suitable. So Gemara responds and says, no, there's a difference here between the wine issue and the haircut issue. Here it's possible for the Kohen to quickly get a haircut and to go to the Beit HaMikdash. Gemara says, well, if that's the case, right? a person who drank wine also is possible to just sleep a little bit. Gani means sleep, Porta means a little bit, and you go to Beit HaMikdash. So like, again, why, again, why would Chachamim be concerned? I mean, we said, Rabbi, you're the one who allows Kohanim to drink wine. That implies that the Chachamim, the Rabban, are the one who would not allow the Kohanim to drink wine nowadays. But if they don't allow that, they shouldn't allow haircuts either. So why? So we say, well, the difference is because haircuts, you just get a quick haircut. Well, wine also, you could just uh, take a little nap. Where it says, okay, the Rami Bar Abba. Uh, this is like Rami Bar Abba. The Dhamma Rami Bar Abba, Derech Mil Vishena Kolshahu Mifiganitayayan. If you like walk like a mill, or if you sleep even a small amount, it, uh, that offsets the wine. Uh, so then again, so uh, what's the big deal? So you hear the bait, so like, the alert goes out, bait the Miglis is built, all the quantum who drink wine, take a quick nap, and then you're good to go. Where it says, Lav me itmar la, Amarav Nachman, Amarav Barbua. It says, yeah, but the problem is that Rabbi Barbua said that, that that truth, that walking a quick meal or a, a very brief nap, that, that offsets the wine, that's true when you drink only a revit, a very small amount of wine, a quarter log. Right? If, uh, if you drink more than, uh, more than the revit, all the more so, these things are very difficult for you. Rashi says, "Shena mashkarato, the high shinu ika b'hachmia." Meaning that, when you put it that sound seems like it almost makes it worse. Sometimes sleeping makes it worse. Uh, right? I guess we would say probably like you know, when you sleep after drinking a lot of alcohol, you get a hangover. Right? It's like hard to it's hard to function. So it doesn't really work so well in that case. Okay. So how are we gonna explain this? So the Gemara says, "Rav Ashi Amar." Rav Ashi explains why there's a difference between drinking the wine and the haircuts. He says, "Shetuya yayin demachle avoda gazer buharabanim." When it comes to people who drink wine, where it desecrates the avoda, right? It's not appropriate, objectively, to perform the avoda in a state of even slight inebriation. So then the chachamim make a not to allow kohanim to drink wine ever. But perue rosh the lomachli avoda, but having, not having a haircut, it doesn't desecrate the avoda. Maybe it's not like the best thing. Maybe you should look. You know, it's appropriate to look, you know, neat and trim, but 
it doesn't desecrate the avoda the same way. So therefore, lo gazu b'rabana. So the rabana wouldn't make a gzera in that situation, and that explains the difference why uh, we don't make this uh, gzera for haircuts, but we do at least according to rabanan would have the uh, gzera for one. Kumar says made to it. We have a kasha as follows. It says ve'ebu shehein b'mita. These are the things that if you do them against us, the avoda. Uh, you're liable for the death penalty, presumably means mina shamayin, shetuya yayin, rosh. So it lists two things, or at least at least two things: those who drink wine and those who have let the hair grow long. Right, it works well. I understand somebody who drinks wine, why they'd be liable for the like, you know, for death, because the puzzle says explicitly, and they shall not drink wine or alcohol. So I understand it. But what's the source that if somebody lets their hair grow long, the Kohen lets their hair grow long, they can't drive in the Mikdash? That's what we said until now, right? We had that possibly before. Don't shave your head, but don't let it grow long. It says right afterwards, And it says right afterwards, and they should not drink wine. Meaning that's all one thing. They're all put together. Haircuts and uh, wine. Cold, um, Okay, so that's, sorry, that's, the, that's the phrase. Right, they shouldn't drink, any Kohen who's coming to the inner, uh, inner courtyard should not drink wine. Now, and what you have there then, therefore, is a juxtaposition of no haircut to drinking wine. And what would the inference be? Right, so one inference would be that just as a person who drinks wine is liable for death if they serve in the Beit that way, so to a person who doesn't have a haircut would be the same thing. Umina, from there we're also going to learn, because say the same thing is true, that a shetuya yayin, person who drinks wine, is desecrating the service in the Mikdash, so so too, a person who doesn't have a haircut is uh, desecrating the avoda. So again, so that distinction doesn't seem to work well at all. Now, there is a Girsa issue here where the Gemara uh, in parentheses says, Lo ki where the answer here is saying, no, the, the hekesh between those two concepts, the haircut and the, uh, and the wine in Yechezkel, is only meant to tell you the severity of performing the avoda in such a state, but not meant to tell you like a philosophical approach that it is desecrating the avoda. There's another Girsa that just says the word, and that would answer the question, not clear exactly like, how you know that's true, but okay. There's another of gears that says the word kasha, which means that, nah, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> okay, so one way or the other, it's like either like a difficult answer or no answer. Anyhow, that's the end of that. So, Amalu Ravina Ravashi, Hamakami Man Amra. So, Ravina says Ravashi, well, it's very nice that you found this idea in Sefer Yechezkel. But before Yechezkel came around, where did you see this idea? Like, Yechezkel is a Navi. Navim are not allowed to introduce new concepts. So if you want to tell me that, that, that this idea of no hair, of you have to have a haircut to serve in the Mikdash, it's great that you have a project from Yechezkel, but like, where did Yechezkel get, get it from? Right? Like, where did that come from? So he says as follows. According to you, according to your reasoning, the following thing that Rav said, the following thing we did not learn from Torah Moshe, meaning from Fumash, but we learned it from Divri Kabbalah, which means from the Nevi'im, okay? Which is what? That anybody, uh, any foreigner who is either a real lave, an uncircumcised heart, or a real basar, I mean, they don't have an actual circumcision, may not come to my mikdash. 
again, that's and that's a halacha. Right? Like the same, you could ask me the same question. Right? That's a puzzle we have in Yechezkel. There's no reference to that idea in the Torah itself. So again, before Yechezkel came around, who said it? Right? So meaning, I'm going to answer your question with another question. So now I can answer, I can answer my own question, and I will answer your question too. Allah, rather than going to say, we're not going to say about my question about the Arel. Gemara Gamirla. It must be a tradition. Okay, it must just be a tradition that we have. And Yechezkel came along and like connected it to a Pasuk. Yechezkel wrote it up, but it's something that we knew was true beforehand. Otherwise, you can't, we cannot accept the idea that Yechezkel as a Navi is introducing new halachot. Okay, so if that's what we'll say about that Pasuk, Hachanami here too, Gemara Gamirla, Vati Yechezkel, Vasmachakra. Okay, that'd be the same thing that we drew when it comes to the, uh, the haircuts, that it's a concept that we had already beforehand, and Yechezkel came along and put a Pasuk to it. Okay, fine. We'll skip that parenthesis. Yofi. Let's move on to the next piece. The next piece is Mishnah said that all these dates in Megilatani that you don't eulogize on, right? And certainly you don't have fast day either, but also no eulogies. The day before is prohibited to do all these eulogies, and the day after is also uh, prohibited to do uh, eulogies. So, what does Gemara say about this? Okay, we quote a bright, but really we're going to actually quote from the Gilatani now. These days we do not fast on umiksaton, and some of them, like the Ruxat, not to have eulogies. And here's a list. From Reish Yarcha means Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the 8th of Nisan. Itokam Tamida. We established the Korban Tamid. Okay, Rashi points out that uh, there was a big machloket between the Prushim, which are the Pharisees, right, which is sort of like our uh, halachic ancestors, and the Tzedukim, the Sadducees. And the Sadducees claimed that you could have a korban tamid sponsored by an individual person. Okay, you could have the uh, the Adi Krone korban tamid of the day, right? Every day, you could every day, could there be a different person sponsored korban tamid? And the Chacham and, and the, the and the Purushim said that's not true. Korban tamid is a korban sibur. It has to come from public funds. Yes, individual people give donations, but the, but once you give the individual donation, your name is swallowed up and it just becomes public funds. Okay, and they established that little victory over the tzedukah, which is a big deal. And but to celebrate that reality, they said, okay, no fast days, no eulogies in this time period, that week, that first week of of Nisan. Okay, the lola misbabahon, and we're also not uh, going to uh, have uh, eulogies that day. From the 8th of Nisan to the end of the Moed, the end of the holiday, which is the end of Pesach. We established the holiday of Shavuot. Also, also no eulogies. What do we mean? Same thing. There was a machloka between the Purushim and Tzedukim when the holiday of Shavuot falls out. The Tzedukim said, the Pasuk says in the Torah, Mimocharat HaShabbat. You start counting Mimocharat HaShabbat the day after, quote-unquote, Shabbat. The Tzedukim says Shabbat means the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week. So they said you always start counting the Omer the first day after the Shabbat, which means that Shavuot always fell out the 50th day on a Sunday. The Purushim said, no, Shabbat in that context doesn't mean uh, Shabbat Breshit, meaning the Sabbath day, it means Yom Tov, and this guy means Yom Tov. You start counting after the first day of Yom Tov, which means from the second day, really the second night of Pesach, you start counting, and that's where you end up 49 days after that, or 50 days after that. 
today when they won that victory, they also said this uh, this time period also no uh, no espadim. Now the Gemara now wants to ask the following question: Lamely may reish when you have this list, we say for Rosh Chodesh until the 8th, why are you, why are you listing Rosh Chodesh as one of the days? Lema, based on what we've said in our Mishnah, that every day of the everyday listed, the day before has no Hespedim, the day after has no Hespedim, no eulogies. So Lema, betray Nisan, just say you start counting from the second day of Nisan, for Rosh Chodesh Gufe Yom Tovu, for us, Rosh Chodesh itself is Yom Tov. And it's prohibited in terms of fasting and eulogies. Because Rosh Chodesh is a special, it's a special holiday by itself. So you don't need to have a special day for Rosh Chodesh in Megillah Tanit. It's anyways a nice day. So having to start counting from day two. So Gemara says, Amarav lo nitzucha ala less or yom shalafanav. Yom shalafanav, sorry. So Rob says, no, the reason is, is exactly what you said. Because based on what we said in our Mishnah, that the day before also counts, so that means the day before Rosh Chodesh also is going to be a prohibited in eulogies. And that's why you have to go back to Rosh Chodesh, because with, if you started from day two, the day before is Rosh Chodesh. But it wouldn't have told you the day before Rosh Chodesh, and that's what we need to figure out. Gemara says, hold on. For Shalafanav Nami, typically the Havalei Yom Shalit Nei Rosh Chodesh. I don't get it. We just said, Rosh Chodesh is a special day. So if the day before always gets the special qualities like the day itself, so then the day before Rosh Chodesh would anyways have been uh, prohibited to have uh, fasting and eulogies because Rosh Chodesh is us in fasting and eulogies, right? The day before also always gets it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you be clear on that? Does that, that explain that well? It's okay? Makes sense? I know. Yeah? Okay. So the Gemara says as follows. Now here's the difference. Rosh Chodesh the Oraitahu the Oraitahu Lubay Chizik. Okay, here's the difference. The difference is Rosh Chodesh itself, if we just didn't talk about Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh is the Oraita. The Torah talks about Rosh Chodesh. We don't need Migilat Tanit to tell us that Rosh Chodesh is a special day. And so, so holidays that are in the Torah itself don't get the extra enhancement of the day before also being prohibited because they don't need the extra enhancement. Meaning that the special days of Migilat Tanit lists, they're special, but since they're sort of like quote-unquote invented, we boost their importance by saying the day before gets special and the day after is special. But the Rosh Chodesh itself doesn't need that. So let's just go back to our point. So we said here, you go from Rosh Chodesh, the, day, the special time here is Rosh Chodesh till the 8th of Nisan. Why mention Rosh Chodesh? After all, Rosh Chodesh is, is already special. The answer is because of the day before. Say Rosh Chodesh also gets the day before. The answer is no. Rosh Chodesh wouldn't get the day before. Rosh Chodesh is in the Torah. It doesn't need the day before. But because in the Gilatanit, that, that, that particular Rosh Chodesh is special, or more special, and therefore it gets the day before uh, as well. Okay? So that's what we're saying there. Now, the Gemara says, Zetanya, how do we know that the right the days don't need this extra enhancement? As we learned in the Brayta, Hayamim ha'ela ha'ktuvim be'begilat tanit, lifnehem alacharim asterim. Okay, so these days that are written in begilat tanit, before and after are also prohibited to have fast days and things like that. Shabbatov, yamim tovim, when it comes to Shabbos and Yantif, hein asterim, they themselves are prohibited in fasting and eulogies, but lifnehem alacharim mutarim. Okay, but uh, they, uh, before and after is permissible. Kumar says, or maybe the writer, sorry, it's continuing. What's the difference between Shabbos and Yantub on the one hand and the Megillah Tani dates? Halal of Divrei Torah, because these ones are Divrei Torah. The Divrei Torah and Trichim Chizuk. Okay, the Divrei Torah don't need the enhancement, don't need the, uh, the support. But Halal of Divrei Sovrim. But the other ones, the dates of Megillah Tani, they are Divrei Sovrim. They come from the Rabbanam. The Divrei Sovrim, Trichim Chizuk. The Divrei Sovrim require that Chizuk.
Okay, a couple more lines. Amamari was stated, Mitanya baby ad sofa amboada itotav ta'achaga dishvu'aya dulala misbad. So again, a similar question that we had with, with the, uh, the beginning of the month of Nisan with Rosh Chodesh, we're going to ask also when it comes to the, uh, from the 8th of the, of the uh, month through uh, Pesach. We established the Chag of Shavuot, so also not to have eulogies. Lamali ad sof mo'ed. Why do you have to tell me in this Megillah uh, Tanit that you're going to the end of the holiday? Lema adam mo'ed. Just tell me until the mo'ed itself, umo'ed gufe yom tovhu ve'asur. And again, similar question. The yom tov itself is uh, prohibited in fasting and stuff. But I don't need that. So I'm Rabbah, Kida Amar Rav. Rabbah says like Rav. Lo nitzra ella le'asur yom shelefanav. Okay, like what Rav said before, it was only necessary to have the Rosh Chodesh mentioned because they did beforehand. Here is a hachanami. Here too, the nitzra ella le'asur yom shela acharav. So here too, it's mentioned. We mentioned we include Pesach in the uh, list so that we can prohibit also the day after. Uh, Pesach, and again, presumably the same uh, issue, right? That you say, well, I don't need that. Anyways, we the day after. It says, no, the day after Pesach is obviously a holiday from the Torah, so that doesn't get the uh, the chizuk on either side. But as I mentioned, Megillatanit, it would get the extra chizuk of having a day afterwards be prohibited. All right, what's up there? Should go off.